Welcome to Transcendence Cinema. Welcome back to Transcendence Cinema. I'm your host, Greg Durrance, and with me is... Victor Martin. And uh, you chose Sans, Soli, Goel. I don't know how to say this. Uh, let me bring out the French. Sans, I, I Soleil. Soleil. Yeah. I heard somebody say it, and I was like, oh, that's how you say it, and then completely forgot. So, anyway. Literally. Uh, <laughs> direct or we could just say Sunless. So, yeah, there you go. Um, because it's what my wife did. She's like, what movie are you and Victor doing? And I was like, oh, it's Sans Soleil. She's like, oh, without sun. I was like, yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, Chris Marker, which I just realized he wrote 12 Monkeys, which is amazing. 12 Monkeys? I've not seen that. You have not seen 12 Monkeys? No, I don't, I don't think I've heard of it. 12 Monkeys with uh, um, Bruce Willis. You have to check it out. Oh, it's uh... so good. Is that a Terry Gilliam film? Yes, Terry Gilliam directed it, and it is... I love, love, love that movie. Oh, now I'm even more curious. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but that's the only thing I recognize from his filmography, so I'm not um, well-versed in his work. Sure. Um, so what made you want to pick this one? Um, well, I have a hard time picking a film every single time. <laughs> and this is one I wanted to watch for a while just because I don't know everyone praises it it's got an interesting synopsis um, and I like films that sort of deal with other cultures and especially if they're filmed in a, a completely different decade I always that always fascinates me um, definitely and just hearing like reading other people's reviews on it I was just like well this seems very interesting it seems like uh, it would bring out a good discussion and that's kind of what led me to choose this yeah it is i you have a niche you love experimental filmmaking i've realized <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is this is true and i'm into it because it opens up a door that i didn't even know i needed open for myself so i oh, appreciate that's that amazing to hear yeah dude of course um so yeah this is a it's a mixture of a bunch of things it's a travel documentary it's poetry it's a lot of things <laughs> it's also fiction which surprised me that the characters uh, aren't real oh oh, oh. <laughs> yeah that is pretty surprising i didn't think about that no i read that and i was like oh okay so it's like hybrid fiction documentary yeah otherwise like even if you didn't know that it wouldn't really necessarily like ruin the the magic of it i guess yeah, I was listening to somebody talk about it, and they're like, "Apparently, you stock footage." I'm like, "I'm like, there is a, there is a stock footage of a spaceship releasing oh, right. <laughs> one of its containers. Do you think he was on that spaceship and got that footage? <laughs> of course, he used stock. Chris footage was in space. <laughs> um, ding dong. So. uh so yeah, it was a super interesting watch. I didn't know what I was in for. I really didn't. I, um, it's one of those movies that takes a minute to like get your brain right for it. I guess. Oh my god! Like, yeah. what am I watching? <laughs> like, what what are we doing here? And then yep. I it finally settled in. Probably about twenty minutes in, I settled into it, and I was like hypnotized. Is like the yeah. best way I can put it. And I was completely drawn into this movie, and I was like. 
I I don't want to say I get it, but for me mm-hmm. experiencing it, I'm like, I like this. That's it's a, nice. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, and you talking about taking a bit to really get into the groove of it, I felt the exact same. I almost sort of thought to myself, like, damn, I hope this wasn't a mistake. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope that we can each at least comprehend. I mean, the thing about narration and especially when it delves into philosophy and just I don't want to say pretentious, but it it has an air of pretentiousness to it and oh like, you know, overanalyzation of the like the simplest images. Yeah, and, it can, but mm-hmm. I I was accepting of it. I was like, I get it, you're being all deep and stuff right now, but you know, I'm just gonna I'm witnessing someone else's experience of this experience of this moment absolutely and i guess i'm more saying like that took me a second to get used to yeah definitely Um, at first i was like is he just telling me about the things and then i started to pick up on the poetry parts of it aspect of it i'm like oh Mm -hmm. he's doing like poetry readings of his experiences so right once i realized that i was like oh okay i get it (laughs) (laughs) um i thoroughly enjoyed this film and um it did something that i was thinking about um my wife and i were talking about how we want to travel around the world right but when you're talking about traveling you're really like focused on monuments right like oh i want to go see this monument i want to go see this but this film focused on the people yeah and i one i i noticed that and i was like oh he's really like getting to the grain of the culture of these people like not just things that they've built or anything like that it's like how are they as a culture and i found it super fascinating and i just um do you ever people watch like just just kind of sit back and just kind of watch people just live their life and you're like just a bunch of little ants yes 100 percent. that's like one of my favorite things to do because it's like you know especially when you've lived in you've lived in a place for, you know, a quite a long time. There's not like a whole lot that stands out anymore. I mean, you could like, right. you could focus on like, you know, the, the beauty of nature and, and all that, but uh, it still can kind of not do a whole lot for mm-hmm. someone and like for me sometimes. So watching people and seeing like the, just the little minute details of life, um, I get a lot of joy out of that. Yeah, and I I felt like this is what the the traveling documentary was doing for me is like it, when you do go to a new place like you were talking about like you're so in awe of maybe structures and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. don't even pay attention to the people. Right. Like I go to Chicago, the last thing I'm looking at are the people around me. Sure. But this film like focusing in on the people, I found it so interesting. It's like forcing you to see them as people and their culture and everything and i i don't know that's just something i really picked up on and i really enjoyed yeah and that's something that i feel like like personally that i would be really drawn to um if i was to visit you know another country it's Mm -hmm. because like like of course the you know uh the obvious landmarks and whatnot are are beautiful but it's not what makes a place right Um, and so to see like people you know, like when they were showing scenes in Japan, like performing rituals, um, sort of like, or more so like ceremonies and uh, prayers, 
um, you know, all these little tradition pieces mm-hmm. of tradition. I think it's just so amazing to see, and I'm glad this film kind of, like you said, just tapped into that mostly because it's yes. very important. Yes, very much so. Um, uh, another thing I picked up on, uh, he does a lot of talking about like memories and the past and stuff like that. And it just, it made me think how like fleeting life is. Yeah. Um, there's one quote, I just had it pulled up. Oh, it says, who remembers all that history throws its empty bottles out the window. I loved that line. For sure. Like it's so on the nose. Like we have these moments and we can remember stuff. We try to remember stuff, but in the end, most of it's forgotten. And it's something that I've really been thinking about lately is just being in the moment and enjoying the present. Like I, I hear people talk about the future, the things they want to do for the future, all the the savings they have that they're going to be doing with it. And I'm like, what about mm-hmm. right now? What are you doing yeah. right now? Because like, brother, important. the only yeah, exactly. The only thing that's and, real is now. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that this movie kind of tapped in for me was enjoy these moments like these people having these celebrations like this and now this is important it doesn't matter what you remember from this it's being in this moment right because even memories are sort of inherently incorrect or you know especially over time they degrade and and they change and they're never exactly what they were right so you know memories serve a purpose but at the same time, after a certain points, like, well, is this any more real than a, f- a false memory? And it's yeah. just so. There's definitely a lot of bit of memory talk in here, and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Like, kind of ironic that I was so kind of swept up in it that afterwards I've sort of forgotten a lot of what was said and just sort of remembering images and and sounds. I don't know. It's, yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a weird little <laughs> somebody <laughs> bit of ironic um, there. It's actually funny. I, uh, I was trying to listen to a podcast of people talking about this film, mm-hmm. and their guest host was the director of the first film I think we did. The, uh, oh, what was it called? The Carnival World's Fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, wow. Okay. So, she was on the podcast and talking about this movie. I, I was at work, so I didn't have a chance to listen to all of it. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I forgot where I was going with that. But, <laughs> but I so, just thought it was funny that a movie you picked, uh, they were, she was talking about this one. I didn't even know that she was on a podcast talking about that. Yeah. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. And um, what else? Oh, you were talking about the sounds. I love the transitions. In this movie, like between um, places, there are these moments of like, I don't know how to say, trippy, almost like drug-like music, sounds. Oh, sure. And visuals. And I loved it. It just sucked me into it even more. It, it, uh, yeah, because there's some of those sounds that they used were almost like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it almost like, even though it was focusing on you know the mundane uh images like just mundane scenes it like yeah. almost felt alienating in a sense mm-hmm. like this doesn't feel from earth um 
Yeah, right. And this came out in 83, so it was like way before its time, like music or sound-wise. Right. It's so it's, it's so awesome to see a film from I mean obviously experimental cinema goes way back, but just to see it in places I guess you don't really expect mm-hmm. in terms of like the visuals or the other or the sound. Um I also loved the I think you're talking about more of like the trippy visuals, like when that guy's using his like video synthesizer. Yeah. Um, to kind of show the traveler his images, but in this sort of digital frame. I don't know. There was there was a whole discussion about that in the film that I really enjoyed. But of course, I'm 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 forgetting exactly what was said. <laughs> oh, but that's what I. Uh, the reason I brought up the podcast is that's what they were saying. They're like, "This is a movie. After you watch it, you don't remember what you watched." Fucking true. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I brought that up. Okay, thank you for bringing that back. <laughs> but yeah, same. Like, I know there was so much I liked about this movie, but I know I'm missing most of it in my brain. And even though I have, like, the the narration pulled up, I'm just, like, cherry-picking. <laughs> right. What, what so this is a film I definitely it? wish I had subtitles with. I was thinking about it, but I was like, I might just focus too much on the subtitles and miss the images. But now I'm wishing that... I did turn them on. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a couple of times I I was glad I had them on. <laughs> so I feel like words sort of stick better. I don't know about you, but like when I see the words written out, I'm like, I can almost absorb that a bit better. It's, it's a funny phenomenon that's been happening to me. And I used oh. to be anti-subtitle. I was like, do not put subtitles on my movie and ruin my experience. <laughs> um, but... The wife is a subtitle person. She's like, can I please just have the subtitles? Like, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. You'll get over it. And I'm like, yeah, put on your subtitles. But I noticed after a while, I did have that connection that you're talking about. Like, even okay. though it's in English, even though it's a, a language I understand, reading it and hearing it, it just like, there's another layer of cementing it in my brain. Absolutely, dude. So, I, yeah, it's 100% get that. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact scene but they were um showing it was about um damn which i remember (laughs) it was uh people protesting um like the construction of an of an airstrip i think of an Mm -hmm. airport right and showing the how even in the 60s and in the present how those two images were like exactly the same yeah and how using that video synthesizer almost like um that that one person was using to show like when you remove the context in a sense it's just mm-hmm. like i don't know it sort of loses a place in time and it's just it is what it is it's just like it loses subjectiveness yeah i don't know if you remember that part but i'm i might be misremembering it but no, I know what point you're talking about. I just, um, I, I, it's one of those ones that skipped over me, so I'm not right for sure it well either. <laughs> but I think he did a lot of cool like match cuts like that, where um, I think he was talking about a certain leader in one of the, the African countries, mm-hmm. and there's certain like scenes, like archival scenes that he used or footage, the footage he shot, and the way he cut between them was like a perfect seamless connection i don't know the moments yeah. like that i was just fascinated by 
it's it, when you're just watching the movie you're like god this is just a bunch of nonsense but if you're like really paying attention this thing is masterfully put together the fact yes. that he had all this footage uh trimmed it down to an hour and 44 minutes and it's just so masterfully done like every shot feels like it has purpose mm-hmm. and that's where i was like i don't feel like this is chaos i feel like this is there's order to this absolutely and that's where it's almost like hard to comprehend it all because it's like with chaos, you just sort of accept it as, as that. But mm-hmm. this is so dense with meaning that it just like takes extra work to, to like comprehend it. I, uh, I told the wife, she's like, so what'd you think of it? I'm like, I loved it, but I need a couple more passes. <laughs> I need yeah. to watch it a couple more times to really like take in everything. I 100% agree. <laughs> um, I liked his uh, vertigo references. Mm-hmm. And uh, like almost like history repeating itself, like you were talking about, like the similar, these two events are happening, but they're basically, you take out the context. It's kind of like the same thing's happening. Um, right. Oh, there was trying to look for one. Cause there was that one moment that kind of, I mean, I think it sticks out for everybody. He was mm-hmm. filming. I forgot exactly where he was, but he was filming women on the street and a lot of them did not want to be filmed. They would like cover their face or look away or anything. Yeah. But there was a moment he was filming a lady and she looked at him for 24 frames, like one second. Yeah. And I then like that reference. Away. And then, uh, and then he's like, in that moment, we shared that connection. She knew she was being watched. I knew, or, uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. Right. And, uh, I thought that was a nice little addition, like that moment, that human connection. Exactly. so uh you're good uh is there anything else you got from this that we haven't spoke on yet um god i don't know i'm 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 struggling to piece any sort of coherent thought together um you're good i don't know man i was just sort of hypnotized by it and but you didn't enjoy it though, like overall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, I think I'm on the same boat with you where I would need to see it at least, you know, a few more times to really kind of grasp it. But mm-hmm. it's one of those films for me where it's just more something to experience. And, and talking about it just feels, I don't want to say like pointless, but I don't know. Like, what do you say? <laughs> Exactly. Um, it's one of those, it's like you go to, let's say you go to an art museum and you're looking at a painting and you see one that moves you and mm-hmm. so, and somebody asks you like, what is it about this painting that moves you? And it's like, I can't really put it into words. It just, it just affects me. And I can't really tell you how or why that is. And it's kind of like what this movie is. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. It's just sort of like, like even a question as simple as like, you know, how was your day? It's like, uh, buddy, there's like a million details. There's so many different little things that I can't even begin to describe. Right. And that's just sort of like life. This is what that kind of reminded me of. It's just, just the little details of life, the random thoughts, the people that you meet. It's just very human, I guess, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I like it. Something you said, you're like, it's an experience. Yeah. <laughs> After I watched the movie, 
I was thinking about something because when we first started this podcast, it's called Transcendent Cinema, and I did a little intro, and you mentioned something. You're like, oh, I expected something more than just the title. And it's kind of been like, I've been thinking about it ever since you said it, and I was like, what would I put? Like, I'm not really sure what I would put. And while watching this movie, I'm like, I know what I would put if I was to redo it or add to it. But like, they're not just movies, they're experiences. And that's what I yeah. feel like what the kind of movies we do on this. Like even the one we just did, uh, Enter the Void. It's not a movie, right. that's an experience. And that's the very essence of transcendent cinema. Yeah. It goes beyond the screen. Right, exactly. <laughs> I guess each film we should do now is does it get a transcendence pass? Does it transcend the screen? I would say Sunless definitely does. hundred percent does. Did you have any more to talk about the film? Anything else? I I had so much. Like I sh- I know I should have written some of it down, but um, I think I want to go over it a couple more times, like to watch it and really like. <clears throat> I think it's one of the. Have you ever seen Synecdoche, New York? Yes. Um. Every time I watch that film, I get like a different experience. Like it affects me in a different way, and I have a feeling this movie is going to do the same thing. Agreed. Yeah. Like every I time I watch it, I'm going to get something different from it. Like, right this time I watched it, it was definitely the, the people watching and being in the moment and appreciating where you are in, in the world, in time. And I'm sure I'll get... There was a lot of stuff about death, by the way. That, that giraffe Absolutely. scene oh, man. was so hard to watch. That sort of picked me up out of my hypnotized slumber yeah. state. I think he did it on purpose, like, hey, wake up kind of thing. Like, because he does talk about death a lot. There is a lot of death. Yes. But I, death hasn't really been on my mind lately. So I didn't really, <laughs> you know, look into those too much. Like, death is never really, it's kind of there. I know it's inevitable. So I don't think about it. I right. can't change it. I can't avoid it. So I don't let it enter my psyche. Yeah, that's fair. But I like, though, when he was talking about kind of the difference between, uh, like, Japanese culture versus Western, how they were, he was he, he described it as, like, they were looking through the partition between life and death, and mm-hmm. almost with a sense of curiosity, whereas with us, it's very, like, kind of how you described, like, I know it's coming, I don't want to think about it, like, I don't want to look at it in the face, mm-hmm. um, and so... Uh, yeah, I think, you know, while as hard as it was to watch, it was sort of just like a, hey, here you go. Like, <laughs> right. you, you want to take a look at death? Here you go. Boom. Yeah, avoid it. And I think it's like part of, like, it's always there and you're never going to avoid it. And sometimes you have right. to face it. Sometimes you're going to have to be shown a draft being killed and then shot in the head. And then it's eyes eaten out by vultures. And then, it, it, right. <laughs> um. There was one part that really, really like I don't know why I don't I can't even explain why it like hit me to the core. Mm-hmm. But I I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically like some people are so privileged that they have the choice to live in poverty. Others don't have such a choice. And I'm like, yeah. Fuck. I was like, fuck that that like hits hard because you have all these um these like hipsters i i for lack of a better term i'm just going to use hipsters mm-hmm. that they are so privileged that they get to live in poverty as they choose 
Some people are raised in poverty. That is their life. And you're making a mockery of it by, I wouldn't say a mockery, but, you know, to a certain extent you are. Yeah, it definitely feels gross. Yeah, like you have the opportunity to live a good life and you're going to choose not to. I mean, that's your that's your prerogative. That's your life. You can do what you want. But it's almost insulting to some. I would I would assume it's insulting to some people. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think that was when he was talking about um someone from the future mm-hmm. visiting Earth and sort of seeing how I think what was it, like um that uh, happiness wasn't like an automatic thing that there was, there was sadness in the world mm-hmm. and uh, like, yeah. And being privileged enough to be able to choose one or the other. Yes, um, exactly. But yeah. Um, shoot. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I just, I don't remember when this one came up, but I read this quote that I was like, ooh, I want to go back and rewatch it so I can know what he was, the context of this one. Mm-hmm. But it says, as far as students, some massacred each other in the mountains in the name of revolutionary purity, while others had studied capitalism so thoroughly to have, thoroughly to fight it that, <laughs> that they now provide it at its best uh, executives. Right. Yeah. With its best executives. I'm so sorry. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. No, I left. I love that quote. That was the, uh, the irony in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so are we doing transcendent scores now? <laughs> um, you know, if you, if you like, I think that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Right. It definitely transcends. <laughs> I, it transcends. Yeah. Do you still want to give it like a normal rating or? Mm, sure. Why not? Let's give it a rate. That's, that's one thing that I think the, it does. It transcends works better because this kind of movie, how do you rate this? That's like, is it a point. good movie? No, it's not a great movie. Is, is it a good art piece? Yes. It's an amazing art piece. <laughs> You're right. I think <laughs> that's a great point. I think maybe we should stick to the transcend score and maybe like you give it a few notes if you slightly don't think it is or you think it is i think that would be a more appropriate way to approach that i think so too because like even enter the void it's like i was having trouble rating it right how do you rate this like i loved it but you know against the greatest films of the of the world doesn't match up it's like it's not the same it's like apples and oranges yeah i'm I'm, Um, i agree but yeah i thoroughly enjoyed this i didn't know what I was getting into, but, and I was thinking about this too. So the reason I started war with cinema is I feel like I've said this now I'm having deja vu (laughs) is I wanted to use it to challenge Nick with movies, right? Like using more like, um, independent films and lesser known movies. And I feel like you're digging a little bit deeper and finding those movies that are challenging me. Yeah, without even knowing. Yeah, without even knowing. And I really dig it. I'm into it. Because well, I, I mean, it was, when yeah. I say I'm like into independent films, I'm more so like uh, popular independent films. But sure. you get into like the nitty gritty of indie <laughs> films. Oh, buddy, I have a, a list. I mean, it was either this or a four hour 
almost yeah almost five hour uh art house film so yeah, yeah. when i did the uh tarkovsky um, we were gonna do the tarkovsky film i sat down to watch it i'm like i have to dedicate half my day to this movie <laughs> <laughs> You've got some homework to do. Yeah. And then after watching it, I was like, I'm, I'm too dumb for this movie to talk about. Like it's, it's smarter than I am. And I would, wouldn't do it any justice trying to talk about it. <laughs> and that's how I feel with this movie too. It's like, I don't even like everything in this. Like, I don't even want to say I'm smarter than it or it's kind of like those people in the bar mm-hmm. in Tokyo where everyone is at the same level and everyone knows it. It's like, it always almost sort of humbles you in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's an experience that if a film does that, oh, it transcends. A hundred percent. Well, I did. Well, I came across a list and mm-hmm. it had a movie on it that I was like, I want to do this on transcendent cinema. It may not transcend, but you're you keep giving me these like experimental films and mm-hmm. I want to dive more into that. So I came across a movie called uh Skinnamarink and apparently you've heard oh, yeah. of it. Yes. Um so the list was movies that tricked you into thinking they were good. <laughs> and it was nice. it was on there and I was like okay. Odd. But he also had uh Alita Battle Angel, which I'm very offended oh, by. Come on. That movie's I great. Love, I love that movie and how dare him talk shit about it. Absolutely. So I figured it's the same thing with Skinnamarink. He may <laughs> be out of his element because it looks interesting. Yeah, I've that one is uh seems very interesting to me, especially considering how divisive it is. Is it divisive? Um, oh, it's very divisive. Mm. Um I think but I'm I'm super interested about it. I I, I enjoy that um, sort of weirdo niche online horror stuff. Yeah, it um, really reminded me of uh, World's Fair. Welcome to the World's Fair. Yes, I think it's uh, I think they describe it as like liminal horror. Kind of the, <laughs> the thing right now is like liminal horror, like internet, um, like YouTube horror stuff. I don't know if oh, you kind of like looked into creep- any of that. I I have, but some of it's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, it's well. If you look up like liminal, or there's like a few different like big channels. Um, you know, obviously like the back rooms. Um, there's a few different channels. I'm forgetting the name of, but it's very. I don't know. The horror is in like the subtleness or the unknown i guess yeah um so i'm very curious about how that one works essentially yeah i had a i had friends talking about this like years and years ago they wanted to be filmmakers and stuff like that and they were really into horror and they would film stuff out in the woods like figures standing almost out of focus mm-hmm. and he's like that's the part that scares you like not knowing what it is He's like, that's what real horror is like. The so he was definitely yeah. really into stuff like that. We lost touch after a while, but he really <laughs> tried to show me <laughs> what real horror was. 
I mean, I, I agree with that a bit, especially when I like would used to play like old horror games or even now games that like adopt like a certain aesthetic, like a old PlayStation one style. It's like, but he's right, like the out of focus, the sort of low polygon, the whatever it is that sort of casts a sort of veil around the mm-hmm. quote unquote horror. Yeah, I think that's super smart. And that's awesome that, that people figured out that that's like a really effective way to scare someone. So I'm excited for Skin of I hope it's, I hope it doesn't trick us into thinking it's good when it's actually shit. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I probably won't do it on the podcast, but I can give you a recommendation if you haven't seen it. Um, sure. Mungo. Lake, Lake Mungo. Mungo. Oh, yeah. You've seen it? Oh, that one's great. I kind of figured you've already seen it. Yes. So. <laughs> but uh, that one was highly recommended to me, and it's definitely what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember when I tried to watch it for the first time alone with headphones on. I was like, I got like, I think, 15 minutes in, and I was like, I can't. This is this is too spooky. Really? <laughs> yes. That's like one of the only films I've ever like felt that with. Especially wow. like in my late late 20s. I was like <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna wait to like finish this at some point. I don't know why. It just it felt too real. And I hate I don't hate. It just scares me a lot when like d- digital and horror and just the indecipherable, like I already kind of mentioned, that stuff just spooks me out. I don't like seeing old photographs of like a supposed ghost or shitty cell phone footage of a fucking spirit. Like, ugh. <laughs> don't know why, that just gets my goat. That's pretty funny. I never knew that. That's uh, super interesting. Yeah, it, uh, I started watching it and I looked it up because they portray it as like a real story. And of course, mm-hmm. I have to be... Um, captain buzzkill and i'm like <laughs> is like mongo real no it's right. not real well and it kind of like took all the wind out of my sail so that's fair i mean i'm sure that's but, how people uh, felt when blair witch was like came out and people were like oh this is fake shitty yeah but they did a good job with it because it freaked me out even even though i know blair witch is fake because i was there at the hype yeah and it it is kind of freaky. I don't oh, know if yeah. it aged well for people. Like, um, they knew the story before they saw the movie. Mm-hmm. So when they go to watch it, it doesn't have the same effect. So I don't know if it ages like that. I got to say that probably the only way to watch it these days is to pop it into like a VHS player mm-hmm. and watch it that way. Otherwise, if you're watching it on like a Blu-ray, it loses that. Like that feeling that like homemade this is real mm-hmm. so you have to build a treehouse and you have to be in the forest alone you have to pop into a vhs player and sit alone in their dark treehouse that's how you watch it yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to do that at all <laughs> um but yeah so i guess we're gonna do skin of rink next whenever we get together again <laughs> sounds good hopefully it's easier to talk about <laughs> I'm sure it will be. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give this one a couple more passes. I'm gonna watch it a few more times because I really enjoyed it. So I, I agree. Luckily it's not long either, so yeah. That's a plus. Yeah, it's not four hours, so <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's all I have. Do you have anything else? No, I am I'm good. Good movie. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, it transcends. But uh <laughs>
I guess I'll uh we'll see you later, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>